Welcome, world. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another another edition of the Ball is a Hobby podcast. I'm your co-host, Ib, Chris, Jay, Paul. How we feeling tonight, fellas? No, I'm good. I'm hey. feeling better than Justin Fields. I haven't hit the whole time today. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. Damn. That's how we, we coming in hot, Chris. <laughs> coming in hot. Shit. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of so... NFL week three, fellas. Week three was an interesting week. A lot of surprising wins, surprising losses. So I wanted to try something a little different for the for the pod today. Y'all, y'all with me? Or y'all cool if we try something different? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna do a little game for the audience called Something or Nothing. Is the story something or is it nothing to worry about? And since you started it off with Justin Fields, Chris, let's just get right into it. Something or nothing for the table. Justin Fields had his first start. He went six for 20, I believe. I believe their offense had a total of one yard, and he got sacked nine times. First NFL start. Is it something, or is it nothing? He's a rookie. He had his first game. There's ups and downs, ebbs and flows in the season. That was just a bad game. Something or nothing. Anybody jump in and go first. Where we at? Well... I will tell you that I don't think it's anything. I think it's nothing. Um, I think it's too early to write anything really about Justin Fields. And that was a terrible day. Mm. But I have to blame some of that on the coach, Nagy. Like, you know you have Justin Fields, who's a rookie. And you no longer have Andy Dalton. And I watched part of that game, not even just on Red Zone, because it's actually on here. And okay. he just didn't have packages that would suit Justin Fields. It's like he just threw Justin Fields into Andy Dalton's role and was like, yeah, we're just going to roll you out like you're a regular quarterback. And which is insane since he's one a rookie and two, he's not Andy Dalton. He is not that experienced. He's not a regular drop back passer. They just didn't have any type of package for him. So it was kind of weird watching it and going through it. And honestly, it felt like the bears for some reason didn't have the ball a ton. Like every time I would be watching the game, it felt like <laughs> they just weren't on offense or fields was like on third down getting killed. I've never seen anything like it. It was, it was a very strange flow of the game. But right now, I'm going to say it's nothing. Uh, it's just too early for me. No doubt. Chris, Paul? I would say it's something just based on the team that he's on. Oh. I mean, it's just the way, he, the way the coach set it up, it seemed like he didn't, he didn't like even want him as a player because like, like Jared was saying, the packages didn't suit him. And, you know, I heard Rex Ryan talking. It was like, it was like the package didn't suit any player because a lot of people, a lot of analysts were saying they wouldn't have, you know, five people out, like just five linemen one-on-one with like the, the line they're facing, even if it was a veteran quarterback. So it was, oh. it was almost like the people were saying it's like negligence, what they were doing. <laughs> you know, what they were doing. So, uh, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's nothing for Justin Fields. Well, no, you know what? I was going to say that it was nothing on one hand and something on the other. No, I think it is something. And, and here's why I think it's something. Um, First and foremost, you know, we've seen this movie before with Matt Nagy. Oh. Uh, you know, he he had Mitch Trubisky, who, I mean, the kid's career as a starter, I think, the, might be over before it ever even got a chance to get off the ground. Because you'll never know how many of his bad habits are a result of bad coaching. Oh. So... The reason why it's something is 
the same thing could happen to Justin Fields. We may never be able to find out how good Justin Fields could have actually been because he is in this environment. Mm. Um, you know, from what I heard, I think that they they basically said, I think Nagy said that all three quarterbacks could potentially start on Sunday. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? Which so, I mean, crazy. yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense because from a franchise standpoint, you decided that you were going to start the rookie that you, you know, that you drafted super high in the first round, you know, and you were essentially preparing him throughout the preseason to eventually take over. Um, and sudden you want to yank it because uh-huh. why? Because he wasn't prepared. If, if that was the case, that's on you. If you didn't have a game plan that fit him, that's on you. Uh-huh. Um, so, so, you know, and if you don't have confidence in him, that's, also on you in my mm-hmm. opinion so so i don't really see i mean to me i think this is a very dangerous point for this franchise um you know a, a point where where this could potentially you know i mean they've already been trying to struggle you know they've already been struggling and now you're you know they're trying to rebuild and you know potentially become you know a, a respected franchise again in the league this could damage this you know in a way that might not be curable until there's like wholesale changes, including Justin Fields leaving, and he just got there. So yeah, mm. I think it's something. Nah, that's that's real. I, I'm gonna go on and round out this topic and say, I'm gonna kind of piggyback off you and Chris, Chris, and say it's something and it's nothing. It's nothing because I feel like Justin Fields is a rookie. Rookies go through some tough game. Like Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked great this year at all. He's looked like some shit. Zach Wilson or Sack Wilson. As we might want to start calling him, has looked like some shit. So Justin Fields went up against the Cleveland Browns defense, who I know we hear Cleveland and we think, oh, it's just the Browns. That defense is tough. Yes, they got a you. tough defense, and that defensive line is solid. And they were terrorizing that poor Chicago Bears offensive line. Justin Fields just happened to be the one taking the snap, and he was, yeah, they they didn't call enough play action calls enough bootlegs enough QB run like Justin Fields is an athlete when you have an athlete behind center behind a poor offensive line the way to kind of balance that out let that man run around a little bit he had I think three rushes for not even 20 yards that's a problem with a scrambling quarterback and I think it's safe to say Justin Fields can be a scrambling quarterback so I'm going to say it's nothing for Justin Fields but it's definitely something for Nagy because I love what you said, Chris. We saw this with Trubisky, who looked really good in the preseason with, I'm not sure he's with now, who he's with now, but I know he played against Chicago in the preseason and looked great. Now, I know he might have been playing against backups, but still, he looked solid. So yep. it's like, is it the Nagy scheme or is it the quarterback behind center? I feel like right now, Nagy's more in the hot seat than Justin Fields. So I'm yep. going to say Fields still got the potential Nagy might get the boot after next week. I don't know who they're playing. I think they're playing Detroit, actually, because I started Justin Fields in my fantasy lineup this week because I drafted him like, yo, whenever he becomes a starter, I'm going to have him and I'm going to start him. I didn't love the Cleveland matchup, but I was like, hey, I drafted him for this moment. So let's see what happens. Unfortunately, he was some shit, clearly. Like, he gave me three points. And Sam Darnold gave me 29 on my damn bench. So, yep. 
You man, literally you won. Win. I don't know what I hear. Don't want to hear about you. But I did win, Jay. Great point. I did win. So I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> Clear all that so, out. So something. So it was nothing, but it was also something. Nagy's on the hot seat. Justin Fields just just keep plugging away at it. The fact, and to your point, Chris, the fact that he's now saying Fields might start, or it could be Foles, or it could be Dalton. That's the sign of bad leadership. Even if you're thinking that way, you don't say that shit out in public. Because if you have three quarterbacks, that means you have no quarterback. No quarterback. You're right. Every time. Every, Every time. time. And I already thought I already thought Fields sucked anyway. Because, I mean, Chris, you know, he's the resident <laughs> expert with college. He was saying, like, I don't know about him, you know, ahead of time. So then when this happens, like, oh, man, that's, that's not a good look. <laughs> no doubt. He's not, not. even. He's not even getting a fair shake to suck on his own, though. That's, That's the problem. Right. <laughs> and I remember, um, I remember Peyton watching like, the first game was not Peyton. Sorry, Brady. Remember Brady made a, a comment about them during the preseason, saying that he oh, didn't yeah. know what he was doing with the protections. Right, mm. and that's that's big because I mean Brady's not the type of person to come out and say something like that. So, nah, like, you're right. I knew it must have been something egregious, you know. That's yep. facts. That's facts. So, so we we gonna see what Justin Fields do. I'm I'm hoping he gets another shot against the Lions, who's not the same as that Browns defense. They don't have a Miles Garrett that's going to be terrorizing that man they, for the whole game. They so had we'll Garrett see. singled up. They had, like, how can you do something like that? That's why people thought the guy didn't, that Nagy didn't like him. Because, like, and that's how you going to have yeah. Yeah. And Ibn, if you remember, when you <laughs> before the season started, you wanted Fields to start. I was like, Aaron Donald's going to eat <laughs> that man alive if he starts the first <laughs> Instead, it was Miles Garrett. <laughs> right. Instead, it was Miles Garrett, who, yeah, Ate that, that was ugly. So, so we'll see. I'm still considering starting him, maybe, sure you against are. Detroit, if he plays. If not, I got my man Sam Donald playing against Or you can holler at your boy. Right here, right here. Or we can do some trade talk, Jake. <laughs> Absolutely. Next next topic, fellas. Something or nothing. The Kansas City Chiefs took an L to the Los Angeles Chargers. My man Justin Herbert, Eckler, Keenan Allen. They played a good game, but the Chiefs lost at the end. They're now one and two. Is it something or is it nothing? Who's up? I'll go, man. I, I, I'm torn on this one. So I think it's something and it's nothing. So in the long run, I think the Chiefs are still a really elite offense that has great experience and they know what they're doing. The problem with the Chiefs is they've been running the same game script for now, what, year four? Year three, year four? And their defense has not progressed at all. And at some point, people start catching up in your schemes, right? Right. No matter how great Pat Mahomes is, no matter how great Tyreek Hill is, no one's going to be faster than him, right? He's, he's the fastest, as you all say. No matter how great how great Kelsey is, there's other people that can eventually match your offense blow for blow. Shit, the Patriots did it. Went into Kansas City and beat them because they matched their offense blow for blow. And when you look at the Chargers, their offense is ridiculous. They got Keenan Allen. They finally got Mike Williams healthy, and he's the number one receiver on most teams. They got Eckler. They got they got every position just locked up. Plus, they got the pass rushers, um, you know, with yeah. Bosa and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. what's his name? Ingram. Yep. They don't really need to, you know, send a whole bunch of blitzes to try to get at Pat Mahomes. So, mm-hmm. their division, plus they got the Raiders in that division, their division is one that, even though it's still early, it's shaping up to be more competition. With mm. that said... They lost to a close game to the Chargers. They lost another close game to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. They're going to face Philly this week with, um, what's his name? 
Jalen Hurts. Awesome. I think they're probably going to roll Philly. They'll be two and two, and they'll slowly start figuring it out. I think the bigger problem with the Chiefs is if they don't end up with home field advantage, mm-hmm. and they have to go and let's say face the Bills, right, or something like that. Yep. I think it's a much closer game, and it's a much more interesting playoffs. And I don't know if the Chiefs make it back to the Super Bowl, even as great as you know Pat Mahomes is. I'm not sure they make it back to the Super Bowl um, if they don't get their their heads on straight and start figuring out what they need to do on defense and even their offense. They got to switch it up and find a reliable third receiver because it gets boring after a while. I'll be honest with you. If you can only key on two people, I mean, even <laughs> Belichick could could somewhat figure that stuff out eventually. Yep. So, absolutely. Yeah. That's real, Chris Paul. I- I think it's uh, I mean I think it's nothing um, I think that for me the, the the biggest question that I had about the Chiefs was answered when they won the Super Bowl um, and that was whether or not Andy Reid could lead this team in a way that kept the long term goal in mind because previous Andy Reid coached teams, I never thought he could do it. It never, it never seemed like he could communicate to his players in a way that let them understood and let them understand that they had to finish the job. Not just, you know, the job isn't getting there. The job is to finish. Uh-huh. Um, I think that, uh, first of all, I think Patrick Mahomes is, I mean, obviously he's talented, but I also think he's one of the most mentally tough quarterbacks in the league. Um, I think Andy Reid has figured that out. I think that they will evolve. I think that they won't dominate anymore, like what Jared is saying. Mm. But I think that they have what it takes to find the way to pull out the close games. And I think that they'll be able to minimize their mistakes going forward and handle it. Mm. Indeed. Okay. I mean, I think it's something just because... I would say that I, I believe they're going to be there in the end, but I think it's something because I don't think they're going to win this year. I mean, just based on how other teams are playing, how they're playing currently, I mean, I just don't. I just see it as not being their year, basically. And then you got to factor in Reed is having health problems right now as well. So mm, I just that's don't true. Right now. That's a good point. That is I, true. I'm, I'm going to be or anything. They're not going to be bums, but I'll say they don't, they're not going to win. Go ahead. Now, I- I'm going to jump in and round off the topic and say, I definitely think it's something. I think the Chiefs, and-, and-, and here's the thing, fellas. When you got a team like the Chiefs, when they first started Mahomes after Alex Smith, they let go of Alex Smith, Mahomes became the starter. It looked like, yo, this is the next dynasty for the next 10 years. Like, who's going to stop this offense? Mahomes is crazy. Kelsey's crazy. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he's crazy. You can't, like, how can you stop that? But when you really sit back and think about it, how many dynasties have there really been? The Pats was like the longest dynasty for a while. Even a team like the Rams back in the day, that uh, greatest show on turf, they just won one title. They won one chip. But they had, and correct me if I'm wrong on that, I think it was one chip. Um, But everybody thought like, yo, this is the greatest offense ever. Who's going to stop it? But in reality, they got one chip. The Chiefs, it was like, yo, Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, who's going to stop this? They got one chip. What happened last year? 
that Tampa Bay defensive line harassed Mahomes. And they didn't even get a touchdown. And they lost. And everybody just assumed they were going to come in this year and pick up where they left off two years ago. But now you got cats like Justin Herbert in his second year looking solid with a super solid team. You got Derek Carr out in Vegas looking real good with that offense. And they got a solid defense. They got a good pass rush along with the Chargers. We talked about Bosa. They got a cat, Derwin James, I think the safety or corner. Solid. So the Chiefs, they no longer scare people. And that's the biggest thing. I think when they had that run and won the chip, they scared defenses. Nobody knew what to do. Now the third year into the Mahomes era, nobody's scared anymore. People can, because these other offenses can put up points with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have no defense. Uh, now it's like, okay, the Chiefs can score a little bit, but if we just harass Mahomes, stop him, get him to punt it, we can keep up. And they're not as... They're not as crazy as we thought. So I definitely think it's something. I personally think that Chiefs era might be done already. Like Andy Reid did a great job of getting that one chip. I don't see them. They might not get to the Super Bowl this year. Honestly, I don't see it. I don't know if I see it. The the Raiders are looking good. My Pats are looking sucky. But you never know. We can turn it around, fellas. The Pats can still (laughs) get in there, fellas. Come we don't on, need to Matt talk about Jones. this. Let's just keep it moving. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. The Bills look solid. Like, the Bills, like, if the Bills, I think somebody mentioned it earlier. Like, if the Chiefs play the Bills in Buffalo, I could see Josh Allen winning that shit. Straight up. So, I'm going to definitely say that one is something Chiefs are not with what we thought they were. I feel like, I feel like Mahomes will win at least. I mean, barring something crazy happening or read and stuff like that. I think Mahomes will win at least one more the rest of his career because he's still young and he's really great. Yeah. Just because, I mean, I, I think they might, I don't think they're going to win the chip this year, but I don't think that no, it means it's over. Um, you know, and, and I think that's the way that I I take it. All, I mean, all your points, though, are valid. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good teams in the AFC this year. Yeah. You know, it's not the Patriots. <laughs> Just not the Patriots. <laughs> you know, I'm a homer. I always got to throw my squad in there. You never know what could happen. And speaking of my squad, we're we going to end the segment something or nothing with. I don't know if y'all know, but this week, Tom Brady is coming back to Foxborough. To had play no idea. The Pats had no idea. I kind of forgot about it too. It just totally, kind of hit my mind. Totally forgot. Second did not word. Didn't register at all when I saw the uh, <laughs> the preview trailer with Yo. Adele singing "Hello, um, Hello. on Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football. You know, I I didn't see it. Totally forgot. <laughs> so so that's coming up this Sunday night. Probably going to be one of the most watched NFL games ever. I gotta assume ever. So, Bill Belichick, who, of course, was with Brady for years, he came out recently and was like, hey, I didn't really want Brady to leave. The Bucks just had a bet. They had better offensive players. They had a better team available, and Brady chose the Bucks. Is it something or nothing that Tom, that Belichick's pretty much putting the onus on Brady for leaving and not really saying that we didn't want him? Something or nothing, fellas, because I got a crazy opinion on this one. <laughs> I think it's something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think, you know, when you look back at Belichick's career, he always gives a lot of praise to his opponents before the game. And this one is only interesting and different, really, because it's Tom Brady, right? So the fact that it's been coming out, I feel like, the last at least two or three weeks between Brady's father and then Alex Guerrero, his trainer, all taking shots at the Patriots, especially at Belichick, even more than the Patriots, I would say. Um, for him to come out and say Brady effectively chose to leave the Patriots to go to a better squad, I think is a pushback on that whole narrative. But I don't know if he realizes it, but it kind of undermines what he did as a GM too, right? If you think about it, he's basically said the Bucs have created a better team and situation than my current team. And if you think back to last year, you know, when they were really going in on Belichick for the first time, when he was, when they were mediocre last year, which is probably better than what they're going to be this year. Um, <laughs> he was saying they really had cashed out the last three years to try to make great teams to get to the Super Bowls. And they had those four Super Bowl runs in the last, you know, five years with um, Brady. And so yeah. at some point you got to pay for that. And he said they were effectively paying for that. And then, you know, this past summer, you know, he went on that shopping spree to get all these players and what have you. So, right. effectively, I think it's definitely something. I think he maybe unknowingly undermined his own <laughs> GM status um, <laughs> and what he's done to build the team. But he also pushed back on the narrative that he pushed him out the door. And I will oh. say this to the end of the time. Brady and Belichick had reached a point in their working relationship that it just wasn't going to work anymore. And everybody's like, you got to do whatever you're going to do to keep the GOAT. And I think today it came out that the Patriots offered Brady like two years, fifty-three million in two thousand eight, eighteen, yep. or something like the uh, something like that, which uh. was, I think, effectively an increase. I'm sure there would have been incentives and all that stuff, which is, you know, Brady's never Patriot been way. paid. Brady's never been paid, you know, top two money like ever. I don't think since he when he was with the Patriots. Nope. So it's not. It definitely not. It definitely wasn't like completely small money either it's about what i would expect actually from the patriots to offer him um and it you know from the stuff that i read brady rejected it and he's like i, I want to go into free agency so and if you think back to last year too um brady talked about it, i think on on howard stern he said his last pa- year with the patriots he knew it was his last year with the patriots so this narrative that bill belichick forced brady out and brady didn't had already made up his mind to leave the patriots i think is frankly ridiculous i think it had run its course i wish they could have stayed together you know for my team's sake but it is what it is and you know we're gonna see how belichick does now without brady as he tries to rally his troops in the next probably two to three years because i don't think belichick is gonna be coaching another five years i'm gonna be honest with you um yeah i don't i just don't i think he loves the game but i don't know if he's gonna be coaching in five years i just don't um but I, I do think it's something. I will say, I, I think it's something. Um, maybe he was trying to give Brady some props, but I think he kind of undermined himself, and I think he's pushing back on this narrative that he pushed him out the door when I think it was just mutual. They had run its course. And Tampa was a is and was a better team for Brady at this point in his career. I mean, I think that's indisputable. <laughs> yeah, nah, no doubt. No doubt. Chris, Paul? Man, I think it's nothing. Um, <laughs> okay. I do. I, I think it's absolutely nothing. I, I, I don't. And what I mean by it's nothing, I mean, I don't think that this registers on on either of their radars 
in the sense that, um, you know, they're going to continue to be asked about it all week long. The game is a big game for both of them personally, and everybody knows that. And it'd be ridiculous for either of them to try to pretend the way that they are doing in so many ways. Um, you know that it's that it's not. But I agree with Jared. Like I think that at the end of the day, it had run its course. Um, there's this belief, I think, that you know somehow the only way this story should have ended is you know with Brady riding off to the sunset in a Patriots jersey potentially with Belichick and doing it all together but you know Belichick is a, is an uncompromising coach and always has been um and and Brady has always been the the kid that was out to prove that he was worth you know worth more than what people thought he was this was inevitably going to come to an end at some point and probably in this way because Brady has never been able to accept his own humanity and mortality um, and still hasn't even though he acknowledges that he's getting older and at some point he's going to have to stop he still hasn't and Belichick has believed from the very beginning that there is no person that no no player that was not expendable and so that was you know it was the unstoppable force inevitably going to meet the immovable object and you know be glad that you had it for 20 years and call it a day (laughs) i don't think anything is the reason why it's nothing is because i don't think there's anything that either one of them is going to say that's going to move the needle for either one of them so no doubt and now the new york fan what say you i would say (laughs) it's something just because i mean it obviously was a marriage that was it was a wrap right i mean i feel that both of them probably could have done something you know for this not to end up that way that's that's just my yeah yeah yep. like chris said i mean that probably would have taken both of them to have a change in their personality so i mean how realistic is that but yep you know, true that's the only thing about it but i think there could have been compromise on, on either end you know yeah that's real that's real I, I, I'm gonna jump in and round off the topic and say it's definitely something, and, and it's so many different ways that it's something. One, Belichick was with Brady for what 17, 18 years, something crazy. And one mm-hmm. thing about when you played the Pats, and it was so many times as a Pats fan, I saw this happen and I knew, oh yeah, we're about to crush them because people would give Brady and Belichick bulletin board material. And once you say some shit reckless in the media, you already know Belichick's gonna highlight it in the room and Brady's gonna take that shit, run with it, and crush you when it comes down to the game. Belichick knows that. So, and he already knows that the media is gonna ask him about Brady. So when you ask me about Brady, what am I gonna do? He could have said, hey, we're on to the books. We're really not thinking about Brady and, and this whole thing. It's not a nostalgia thing. This is about the Bucks versus the Patriots. I don't really care about Brady. I care about beating the Bucks. And Brady would have took that shit and ran with it. He would have took that shit in so many different directions and put up 10 touchdowns against us, which he's still probably going to do. But the point is, Belichick didn't give him that bulletin board material. Belichick is playing chess. He's like, look, I love Brady. I wanted him to stay. But he chose to go with this other team that had better talent. What can I do? 
I got to now move forward with Matt Jones. That's kind of how he took it. So it's not giving Brady that extra incentive. So it's something because Belichick is playing a game with Brady. He's playing a mind game. He's trying to make sure that he doesn't give Brady or fucking Bruce Arians or Gronk. Because Gronk probably got something to settle with them too. I don't think Gronk necessarily messes with us with the way that we probably I'm a t- try I'm to be bring him in. I don't really play. mess with Gronk, yo. I'll be, I'll be Word? <laughs> yeah, I mean, really? Gronk is, Word? yo, Gronk is the GOAT. He's the best tight end ever. I loved him when he was here. But if you ask me how he ended with the Patriots to get traded to go to the Bucks the way he did, I give Brady yeah, way more respect because he, 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 he went through his contract. He ended it the way he wanted to end it and did it. Gronk effectively took it a year off to say F the Pats and then went to the Super Bowl team with that was already loaded to do what he wanted to do. So I mean, good for him. But <laughs> I don't I feel like this I don't feel necessarily the same way about Gronk that I do feel about Brady. Like wow. his, to me, to me, Gronk's axe to grind is whatever. Like Brady's gonna drop fifty five on our heads. Like I can I don't care if, if Bell Belichick could save his son right now from a burning building. He's <laughs> gonna go out on Sunday and he's going to and light the destroy us. Up. Yo. <laughs> I'm Yo. telling you right now, he's going to light us up. Yo, but hold on, hold on, no hold on. mercy. Hold on, Jay. I gotta say this. I gotta say this right now on the pod. The Pats have been waiting for this week. They circled this week to be like, you know what, Mac. Mac Jones, this week we're gonna unleash you. They we're can't. Gonna you. The, we're gonna let you, you throw gonna, the ball down field. That's what yeah, no, no. We're gonna let you throw the ball down field. Unleash him. Unleash him to do what? With what lie? Yo, With 15 what? passes. <laughs> what? Yo, I'd be watching the game, but I'd be seeing y'all talk. Nah. I'd be seeing the talk. Yo, like, yo, 51 passes. He threw 51 passes last week. They might have been a bunch yo, of screens. Yo, he threw 51 passes and he ran like Jared. That's no, what he threw 51 passes. No. They're going to unleash my man, Mac. Oh, <laughs> my God. I don't know what the line is Owned in the Vegas. Sticks. I'm willing to take the pass. Yo, the line, line for this Vegas. game's got to be, like, in Vegas. I feel like it might be, like, It's got to be eight. No, like the yeah. yes, y'all question, right? It's gotta be eight and a half, nine. Yes, There's no <laughs> way it's six. No. no way it's under it's oh, under What's the question, bro? Go, tell me, check that. Hold up, Paul got a question. Tell me go if ahead, I'm wrong, bro. right? So go status ahead. quo, y'all gonna get qu- killed, right? If it remains status quo, it's, it's, it's gonna be a murder. What <laughs> I would do if I was Belichick, right? Forget about like talking nice. I'm gonna talk wild shit to Brady. You know <laughs> talk greasy because you might as yo, well. You might as well talk greasy. Try to get try to get this man like to be hyper because I don't know. Like I see Brady. Nah, and, like, Brady hype is another. Nah, hold on, hold on. Let Paul finish. Let Paul finish. No, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, asking, y'all watching more than me, but I mean, to me, yeah. when I see Brady, like he's he's the best ever, right? He's clutch and all that. But he gets like he gets real hype. You know what I mean? And I know that for sports, that's not always great. I feel like you you talk wild shit. Maybe you start squeezing that ball real tight. Start pressing. You know what I mean? Yo. And he's trying to do, score 100 in y'all. Maybe he, get, maybe he starts throwing some picks. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. Paul's just try right. Some real? Try Listen, some real. I mean. That's real. Paul's right. I have seen, um, you know, I think, Jared, you and I have talked about this before. I have seen Brady force it when he is yeah. too intent on winning. I've seen him do I, it. I've seen him, I've do seen him throw picks. I've seen him weapon, get gritty. Like when he only had Gronk or he only had Moss. He has everybody. Who is he forcing <laughs> it to? Who is not going to be wide open? I've seen our team. Like, I'm like, yo, all them rings, bro, it was me. <laughs> 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 
And uh, yo, it's five and a half points. I'm gonna have to bet on it's this. Five and, and a half. That's, that's laughable. Right now, status quo. Brady about to drop fifty. You might as well try to piss him off, get him out of his game, bro. I'm, I'm completely with Paul. I completely agree with you. Try some shit. Yo, hold on. I hold will on. say this. Did somebody just say five and a half points in Vegas. Is that facts? I'm looking at it. I'm looking oh, at the spread. Right now. You're looking at it. That's lit. Wow. Yeah, I can't believe is. that. Because <laughs> look, it's Belichick. I can't. it's Belichick and Mac, boy. Mac nah, ready. man. You know what? Yep. That's what. That's what Tom. That's what Tom Brady's out to prove. I'm. I'm gonna give credit where it's due. Uh, Shannon Crowder said it. Um, on I am athlete. Uh. He said, "There ain't no way that Tom Brady is going to let Mac Jones outshine him in the house Ever. that Tom built. Mm-hmm. He Ever. is going. That's he me. is out to completely discredit Mac Jones as a human being, and that's <laughs> what he's gonna do. <laughs> Yo, he might I drop might hurt him too. I'm not even kidding you. He might and, drop seven. Yo, and it's a even... prime time game. That's the crazy shit. Like all eyes will be on this. This game would have been much more entertaining if he had." Um, Cam, I'm just gonna keep it buck. I think we'd we'd have lost one game if we had Cam. I'm gonna this keep team it is built. This current Patriots team, I don't care what anybody says, is built for Cam Newton. It's not built for Mac Jones. But it was. I agree. Until I'm gonna keep it real with y'all though. COVID, fucking up. Go I'm ahead, boy. How I see the how I see the game, it's either Brady's gonna go insane, like Super Saiyan type shit, or he's gonna like be terrible. I don't see it and be in between for real. Like, is he gonna be? Amazing but even if he's like, terrible, he's they're still gonna win by six that's points. True. That's true. Because we just can't score. The problem is with the Patriots is they can't score points. I don't see how. Yo, I'm going to tell you this right now, fellas. Fuck Brady. Fuck the Bucks. J.J. Taylor. James White is out. Watch my man J.J. Taylor come through with like Yo, somebody cut off his mic. 120 (laughs) yards. He's going to go off. Mac Jones is going to have like 300 yards, like two touchdowns. And we're going to control the clock. And like, lose by what? Fourteen. We're gonna beat the Bucks. Beat the Bucks. Can't win Scott Zolak is gonna come out and replace Mac Jones. Y'all New England fans, boy. Y'all can't win all the games. Paul, I was looking forward to this game when we had Cam Newton and he was running yeah. the offense. I was like, oh, now we can actually do the run game against this team because Cam can actually run. So it's effectively you you got to man up because your quarterback can actually run as a running back. The strength of this team is running. The strength of the Bucks defense is stopping the run. Like, I don't see how any of this is going to work out well. Yo, you know what shocked me as outsider looking into all these years? I swore that Brady and Belichick loved each other, though. I didn't know, like... Oh, don't like get that. it twisted. On game day, they love each other. because. Oh, yeah, but them. I mean, I thought they was just like, cool otherwise. Like, I don't know. Nah. I mean, same thing with Mike and Scotty, though. So, I mean, that's... You know, I was shocked. I don't th- I'll, be, I'll be keeping up. If you're not in Brady's circle, I don't think you, he's really cool with anybody. Like, he's cool oh, with you. Yeah. Like as long as you're doing what you need to do and you're you're good and stuff and he's probably supportive. Yep. But unless you're like in his circle like Edelman or Welker or Antonio If you go to the Kentucky Derby with Brady, yeah, then you in the circle. Then you in the circle. And that's a different type. <laughs> Wait, of he game. messed with Antonio Brown like that? Oh yeah, he had Antonio Brown. Yes, he loved that he was living with him. Yeah. Absolutely. He loved A B. Antonio Brown. Hell they talk about. Yeah. yeah. That's a great question, Paul. <laughs> Other than football. I don't it, know. It truly I, likes likes rap music. Maybe Antonio Brown is <laughs> talking about rap and freestyle. I love we're gonna get, we're gonna send <laughs> Scott Golak to investigate. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm putting it out here right now. If the Patriots only lose by seven points or less, that's an effective win for Bill Belichick. Like, there's no way that this current Patriots that. team should only lose by seven or less points 
to this to this Tampa Bay I think team. we're sleeping no way. on we're sleeping on Kendrick Bourne, our new star Yo, who? from the Niners. Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> we got Jacoby Myers. JJ Taylor's about to light this shit up. And my the man Damian Harris. Let Nelson Aguilar is gonna Nelson hold on to the ball. <laughs> I don't think I don't Let's think go. these guys are gonna embarrass yourselves though, man. Absolutely genius, not. man. He's and Foxborough. And he knows he knows Brady. So I mean he's gonna come up with something. It doesn't matter. He, he can't stop Evans. <laughs> I mean, he got it. I mean he knows like you know. Hey, Gronk. <laughs> Who the hell are they matching up on Gronk? <laughs> I ain't saying Please. Gonna win, but I think he I think he can at least try to make it at least difficult for Brady. Oh, I know if, I, I, listen, I told you my game plan if I'm playing Brady, if I'm Belichick. We going for knees, baby. This is Yo, oh, 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 God. That's what we're doing, Jay. Oh, my God. Yo. <laughs> we end the careers out here, Jay? I'm just, no. Yeah, I'm not man, trying to end the business. Chill. We're not trying to end the career. I, I fucks with we're it, just trying to get a really bad sack. And that's it. <laughs> but we're not going to have Brady just out here throwing 15 touchdowns on people. Like, that's not. No, we're, we're going to take our L. Careers, we're yeah, going to take our L with dignity, and we're going to move on. Exactly. <laughs> Belichick knows him. This is like this is like if your wife made a game plan against you. Like she knows you. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they know each other. I don't know. I feel like it's, he could he could make a competitor somehow. I just feel like. And we will. God damn it, we will. I mean, listen. They keep it within seven. To me, that's a win for the Patriots. <clears throat> and I and I would actually be like, you know, I don't I don't do moral victories, but for this particular Pats team with a rookie quarterback coming off their last three games. To be competitive with this Tampa Bay team, yeah, that would be that would be something. I think y'all lose by about lose by about ten. We, we going, lose. we getting this W, and we're gonna come back next week on the pod. And I need my motherfucking praises, Damn. Patriots. Y'all ten, watch about ten. Pass we might score ten points. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, something or nothing is the tea season over for both of our crappy teams. That's why. <laughs> it's something. It's something. over. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good. Twenty twenty two. Here we come. Exactly. And just let, oh, I just want to get this last point off regarding the Patriots. Yeah, let Mac throw. I don't know what's God, going on man. with McDaniel's. Everybody knows my feelings about McDaniel's from way back. I mean, this is not new. Chris will tell you, I really effectively never been a huge fan of McDaniel's. Um, nope. Ever. Like, I mean, ever. When we were winning Super Bowls, I was like, nah, I'm not. I, I really don't like him. No, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Yeah. While we were winning Super Bowls. When we were winning Dude. Super Bowls. Because you knew, like, right you knew during the game. Day one time. You knew Because they could play better. And I was like, Brady just, you know, Brady would just take over the calling. And I like, he's not dealing with this foolishness that McDaniels is calling because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, I didn't like, I'll tell you, I don't like Gaskowski and I don't like McDaniels. Chris would tell you that for years. Like, I did not, I've never liked him. But Never understood why you hated Gaskowski, but until yes, he started missing everything, and then you understood why. Oh, that Anyways. was the pick you had, right? <laughs> yep. Listen, that is the self fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> oh, <he laughs> the, man, so the man is one of the like, most oh, accurate kickers him? in history. You, you're still defending him? Are we still going to go down this path about all the missed kicks he's had? Boy. His record speaks for himself. Yeah, a bunch of misses. That's why he's off teams. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, he ain't old neither. He's still young. He wasn't that old. Yeah, he wasn't that old. So I just want to say that I blame 60 to 65% of this, the losses on McDaniels this year. I have no idea what he's calling for plays. Like, it doesn't 
make any sense. There was a drive last week where Mac Jones effectively led them down the field. They got to like the 11 or 12 yard line and they just ran like damn draw plays and straight dive <laughs> plays up the middle. I was like, what is going on? I mean, just right into the heart of the defense. And I'm just thinking to myself is you have Brady and them coming in this week and you're not at least going to try to spread the ball a little bit. I mean, you can't. They don't listen. want the Bucks to see that. that There's level. nothing to see. <laughs> what so, is you think, so you think until Sunday okay. night when we unleash the Mac. Somebody put that shit on the t-shirt. Unleash oh the Mac. <laughs> but I feel like maybe Belichick's a real principled guy because obviously, like you said, it was built for Cam. And I feel like he was going to go with him until he messed up with the COVID stuff. I, I still can't figure out why they, I mean, I, I get why they did, but yeah, the whole team literally to me is set up for Cam Newton. The way they run the ball, the way they have tight ends, even the receivers that they have that can go over the top. Like, yeah. this is a Cam Newton base team like it's built for 20 to 20s with random shots over the top with like Aguilar or something like that and then you know you get Cam to that 20 and then you can take over with your run game or with him this team is not to me a Mac Jones built team but we'll see but that's we'll see. what I'm saying it's like Belichick cut his nose to Spidey's face basically yep mm. and they will say that's what he did with you know Tom Brady too but here we are probably <laughs> We, we definitely going to see, fellas, but that wraps up the first edition of something or nothing, talking good shit, but we going to see. Watch what I tell you next week when we come back. Pats with the dub. Boy, crazy. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Nice Touch Editing Services. Nice Touch Editing is your one-stop shop solution for all of your content writing and editing needs. Whether you're an author looking for an editor for your book manuscript, you need a resume and cover letter to go after that new job opportunity, or if you're a small business looking to go after that latest government contract, Nice Touch Editing is the premier writing and editing solution. Feel free to reach out www.nicetouchediting.com. Nice touch editing services. Now that's a nice touch. So we've been talking a lot about something or nothing. What is something is my man Ben Simmons. He's not fucking with the Sixers. Clearly. He's made it clear that he doesn't want to go. No, I think a few players wanted to go to Philly or come see him wherever he was at. And he, yeah. said, and he said, nah, yeah. don't yeah. come. I'm good. So he's yeah. making it clear this is something. I do not want to play with Philadelphia. And I don't give a fuck who you're sending out. Don't come trade me. I'm not mad at him. Why I'm not mad? Because he clearly has he's taken a stance and he's standing on it. I don't want to play for you. Don't send players, don't send the GM, don't send the fucking president, don't send anybody. Trade me. I can't be mad. So clearly Philly got to make a move, and I don't know if they're going to make a move or when they're going to make a move. Because it feels like they're still kind of holding on to maybe he's going to play, but he's made it very clear he doesn't want to play for them. So where the fuck do they go from here is my question. Well, the funny thing about it being something is that Ben Simmons has been nothing 
or <laughs> Philly. Um, and so I just, I find Damn. like, I find the gall to, to demand a trade as if you had trade value um, to be like pretty, you know, like that's that there's a real serious lack of self-awareness there. And at the end of the day, like it kind of, all of this kind of harkens back to, um, you know, what I think we've said about Simmons in the past. Like when he was at LSU, he basically openly admitted that he was basically passing through just to get to the league. He didn't. Sometimes he showed up for games. Sometimes he did it. Um, I know that there are some people out there that think that, you know, that Ben Simmons would be a great asset to, you know, to the right team. Um, that he could still be one of the top players in the league. I I think maybe if he didn't get in his own way, that could be true. But I think that the issue is not with Bill Simmons, the player. It's with uh, Ben Simmons, the player. It's Ben Simmons, the person. Right. I mean, I'm a win- go ahead, Paul. I just feel like I understand what you're saying, Chris. And he has to improve. That's the key. But I just don't think there's any way he could go back and play there, though. I mean, from the Philly fans, you know how they are. To I mean, to what the coach was saying and even MV was saying after the game. I mean, it just it's not going to be a, a good situation. So I don't have a problem with him trying to leave because I mean, I think they want to get rid of him too. Anyway, they just they're just trying to puff his um trade value up, but they're trying to get rid of him. Too. So I mean, I just don't feel like it's a good situation for him back there. But I mean, I get what you're saying. Like my only problem with him is if they move him and then he still hasn't like you know tried to improve. But um, even like like they're playing damage control right now, like the GM and and the coach, right? Trying to like walk back their statement, well, at least the coach trying to walk back his statement from after the playoff game, right? But then Embiid doubles down. Embiid's like, well, we all seen the videos and shooting jump shot, that'll be good. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is is he lying? No, he's not. I know he's not lying. But I mean, all right. So if it was if it was you guys, Chris and Jared, right? I mean, what would you do? Would you still want to play? I mean, I get, I know how you guys are. So you would want to improve, right? But then, would you still, would you still want to play there? Though? Like, mm. I, that's my thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Jared. I mean, the situation with Simmons, I think, as you said, Paul, is untenable. Yeah. I think the real issue is not only is it untenable, but it sets a dangerous precedent moving forward. I mean, we have a, especially in the NBA, right, where you have guaranteed contracts and there's always concern about, you know, player movement from one team to another. We saw Harden force his way off a team. We've seen Anthony Davis force his way off a team. And that's commonplace. But Simmons legit has four years left on a contract. Like, he literally just signed his extension. And... <laughs> To basically throw a, a, a fit and be upset because you aren't doing your job up to an acceptable standard that you're literally getting paid to do and say, I'm going to force my way out to try to go to another team. I think it sets a dangerous precedent. I mean, these contracts mm. are already ridiculous on their face, but to to then acquiesce to what a player wants in that situation... And then you're not going to get fair trade value at all, right? At so all. we already knew it's even when you trade an all-star and all-NBA player, you're never going to get anything worth in return, you know, what you're giving up. But in this situation, his value is so depressed because his last game literally was an abomination. 
and then his last few his last few like to the point where and then I think we talked about this what is it like who would you trade to get Ben Simmons exactly I wouldn't give up Jalen Brown right now for Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons to you know is an all-star Jalen you know you know I would give up Kimba Walker for Ben Simmons okay and Kemba's what? A, what, 17-point player, plays every other night now, shoots 43% from the field, and yep. he's, what, 31, 32 years old, and yep. Ben Simmons is 25. Entering mm-hmm. right now into his max deal, it's going to pay him, what, almost $200 million? Yep. I just... And you'd give up Kemba Walker, who is, what, a year or two left on his deal for Ben Simmons with four years left, just because of the age or the skill set? Yeah, I would. Okay. I definitely would. Okay. I'm like, what the fuck Kimba did with Boston last year? Who was some shit? But so, in your mind, you think it's a it's a reasonable upgrade if you got Ben Simmons? If you use him correctly and what he can do, he can. I play mean, what the defense. fuck is that, yo? I'm gonna be honest. With you. What does that mean, dog? Like he is. He can play Rondo. defense. He's an he's a he's Rondo from 2010, but he's 10 inches taller. Yeah, absolutely. And Rondo's a Hall of Famer in my book. Great, but I think Rondo was a better defensive player. Yeah. Yeah. In his prime, I think I think Rondo was... I mean, I know he was getting hype Ben Simmons last year about defensive player of the year. I was never really buying that. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but, I don't, but I also don't think Rondo in his prime, even when he's making all-star games and doing that, was... A max player. I'll be honest. With you. I never thought he's a max player because he couldn't shoot. Yeah, and at least Rondo would try to shoot. Ben Simmons doesn't even try to shoot. <laughs> nope. Like Ben Simmons, <laughs> yo, let's, let's keep it a buck. Ben Simmons doesn't even try to shoot. Like he True. doesn't even try. Like if he can't pass and drive, he's not shooting it at all. True. At least, at least Rondo, even back in the day, would shoot it from like the free throw line. Like he would put up a shot, like, but I don't even see that from Simmons, right? So right, I don't know. Right. I just feel like it's a dangerous precedent set going forward if you, if you kind of give him what he wants. Now, the city stuff he has with uh, Philly at this point though is untenable. Like, there's no way that I can see that he can go back and make this work, you know, long term. But he also has no value, and so if I'm Philadelphia, I'm like, no. all right, you want to hold out, bet, hold out. And see, yeah, like we have you literally under contract for four years, and I guess we'll have to eat that. But you're also not getting paid, so he probably can live comfortably for the rest of his life. But there's no motivation for Philly to move him. They're not going to get anything for him. They're not going to accept Kemba Walker in return for Benson. It's just ridiculous. I would do that. I agree with what you're saying, though, Jared. So what? What I feel like is, I get why he wants to leave, and I think that's like yeah. you said, untenable there. But I also feel like if I, yeah, I agree with you. If I was Philly, I wouldn't move him, though. So it's like, for me, two things both make sense, you know? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I feel like the Kawhi situation, you, you remember when, you know, Kawhi w- got hurt um, in San Antonio and he, like, didn't trust the doctors and essentially, you know, that relationship became untenable. Um, that's a That's... To me, that's a different situation. It's a, it's a. I think it's a, a good example of a player who, you know, kind of took control of his destiny, so to speak. Um, you know, regardless of, you know, what people thought or what his franchise thought, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that was 
you know, you look back on it and, you know, it makes sense. I think Jared's absolutely right. I think Ben Simmons has always felt entitled. I don't think he's ever had to perform. I think he has lived off of his potential for his entire career, both college and pro. And now that he's been asked to produce and show results and base his value off of that, he even got his, his you know, his deal is off of his potential. Yep. Now he's faced with the fact that he has not proven himself. And now he has nowhere to go because of that. If I was, if I was the 76ers, I would be playing hardball with him publicly and privately <laughs> because true. there's no value because there's no value in him otherwise like we can't use you on the court for when it matters uh you can't bring us any talent because everybody sees how you perform or how you don't perform <laughs> right. so i would be like yeah you know until he puts on his big boy pants he can just sit there and ride the bench <laughs> i'm not even mad at that perspective chris that's kind of real because that that is the position Philly's in. Yeah, there's no value for Ben Simmons. There's none, none at, at all. Point, they're gonna have to try to see if he can play a little bit in the beginning of the season and show something, and then maybe trade him before the deadline. But maybe. it looks like he doesn't want even want to show up to training camp. He might not show up at all and play. So then what? Then then his career's on the line. Yeah, and then that's and the balls are <laughs> balls in his court. He's gonna have to either put up or shut up. He's gonna have to play ball with this with the Sixers, metaphorically and literally, if he wants mm-hmm. to play. Otherwise, he's gonna flush his career down the toilet because he's gonna be riding the bench. I wouldn't let him yeah. in the building until <laughs> he's ready. Until he's ready to show up, because then he's gonna he's gonna show up because he's gonna be motivated to play his way out of Philly. Out of Philly. Yep. Yeah, I agree. With you. So, I mean, do you think he'll really sit the year? And then if he sits the year, what does that do to his value? That doesn't make it go up. His value Ask Le'Veon Bell. Ask yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. I was going to that literally Good was what point. I was to say, Chris. I was like, Good let point. him sit for a year. That Do you think that's going to help his value? Nope. Not exactly. That's exactly the point, though. Point you don't find out what he's really worth. He has four years. I mean, he has no, he doesn't have the ball in his court. He has four years. What are you going to sit for four years? Like Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's just your career be done. <laughs> yep. Hey, if they keep paying him for the next four years, fuck it. Well, then you'll know what he cares about. Exactly. Take the, nah, but take they, the won't. Payment, <laughs> take they won't. Take the payment and move on. Yeah. They're not paying him, though. If he's yeah. out, he's he not getting get paid. paid if he plays. He only gets paid if he plays. I mean, that's yeah. clear in the contract. You actually got to yeah. suit up and play. The longer mm. he stays out, he's not getting them checks. Mm. True. That's true. I thought it was a guaranteed deal. I'm sorry, I pulled the brain. That's what I'm up. saying. Oh, I it's guaranteed it as long as you play. You he's have played. to actually play for the team. You, he's voluntarily not playing. They don't have so to pay the, him a dime. The incentive is you got to at least be on the court. Yeah, you got to play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you signed and you got bread. Mm-mm. Nah. Not if, if you, you voluntarily take yourself out the game. They're not going to pay you for that. You would have all the leverage. But the thing is, you know, if he doesn't like, let's say he was he was real tough, right? Normally they're never tough like this, but let's say he held out for the whole year. There's no way he's gonna hold out for two. Nope. <laughs> That's sixty million dollars. Yep. <laughs> Shit. That's my point. But I mean, now that now that you're saying that, now I really, I mean, I really yeah, wouldn't. Was before that. <laughs> I really wouldn't care. I really like. I would be talking crazy. 
Like I'm like, I'm like 95% sure. I will double check that, but I'm pretty sure if he voluntarily holds out, he does not get paid. Yeah, cuz he's going to lose the money now at the beginning of the season. Yeah. It only changes my mind a little bit because of what Paul said. That's my that's my point. Like he sure let him sit out for one. You going to sit out for two? If you really want to play basketball, like you're 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 hurting yourself. If all you want to do is collect the check, I mean, so be it. We'll find a way to eat it. You know, teams would do that all the time. Find a way to eat it and then move on. Um, you know, he's not helping you now. So, I mean, you're out the money regardless. It's a lost investment anyway. So, you know, fine. You want to sit and collect the check, then fine. But if you really want to play basketball, you don't have a choice. All them IG models going to stop disappearing. All that shit. You know <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? get on the court. It's really Philly's fault though, because they should have never paid him. How you gonna pay somebody and they ain't show any like improvement since their first year? And he's gotten worse. If you yeah, ask, he's probably gotten worse since his first year. They should have shipped him from Harden when they had the chance last year. That's crazy. They didn't do that. They're mad. So true. <laughs> when I first James Harden, Ben Simmons. Like, are you serious? When I right first now? heard about Ben Simmons, I'm like, okay, this cat's about to come in and wreck the league. He's the new LeBron. That's what I heard of him. Well, you then thought he'd get a jumper, in. though. <laughs> yeah, then he came in and was like, oh, okay. I'd take Embiid over Ben. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Easy. I, you know, I heard Philly actually likes Ben more than Embiid, though, for, like, the long term. Because, you know, Embiid is kind of moody and how he is you know, sometimes. Not anymore. Uh-huh. Nope. They, hate, they hate Simmons now. <laughs> yeah, yep. not after this bullshit. Now, I'm talking about the org- not the fans, the organization. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's well, what, you know. Yeah. So, I'll take I mean, I'll take Moody if you're gonna if you're gonna ball hard. You don't ball <laughs> hard either though. They're both they're just not built to win. They're he's not that too. Like he just he just gets coming out of shape and all that sometimes. You know? Yeah. So so we're gonna see. We're gonna see if we see Ben in a regular season. We're gonna see if we see my man Kyrie and it actually not my fucking man, because I don't fuck with Kyrie. What? What to deal with Boston, but we're gonna see what happens with these cats because the season is starting in October, and we got a few cats that's not fucking with the league because of the vax, the whole vaccination thing. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, it looks like he's not even gonna be able to play home games. How do we feel about that? Because he doesn't want the vax, and Brooklyn is requiring the vaccination if you're gonna play home games. I mean, Where do we stand. You know where I stand on this. I just think everybody has a right to do what they want to do, but the consequences with those rights are legitimate. And, you know, you made a personal choice. You can't be mad that an organization, or in this case, a municipality, the city of New York, has their own views, and there's consequences (laughs) for those actions. So my understanding is New York City has a vaccine mandate that basically says you can't go to restaurants, you can't go to any entertainment establishment or anything like that unless you've been vaccinated. At least I think have one shot or something like that and in the process of getting fully vaccinated. So Kyrie, you know, from the stuff that I've read in the reports and, you know, I got to take some of that with a grain of salt, is not only not getting vaccinated, but is also engaging in some of like the conspiracy theories. Excuse me, conspiracy theory stuff mm-hmm. in terms of um, you know thinking there's chips in the vaccine and 
<laughs> you know, there's this grand conspiracy against, oh you know, God. black people and everybody to, to for some new world order type ridiculousness. Like, I, I, it was so ridiculous. I was reading, I was like, I can't even believe it. So listen, I'll say it again. If you don't want to take the vaccine, that's fine. Just don't peddle in the ridiculous theories, the, the conspiracy theories stuff. Like, no, there's no chip in the vaccine. The chip that is on you on your phone is what they're tracking you. <laughs> that that's, that's the chip, chip you need to be worried about. That's all they need. <laughs> all that's the they chip. need. <laughs> that's the chip that that's the chip, right? They don't need to put it in you. They've already got it on you 24/7. It knows everything that you're doing. Seven. Here's all your conversations. Know where you're traveling. Know what you eat. Know what you like. Know the music you listen to. Know the place you travel. Has all your contact information. Sees all your text messages. That's the chip. This other stuff is not that, right? I also Thanks. completely understand that, you know, as we as black people, again, we we are skeptical of not only the government but medicine in general when it comes from healthcare. I mean, we we know about Tuskegee, but there's many other incidences of, um, you know, in this medical profession using black people as basically guinea pigs and doing just horrible stuff. So that's stuff you can read about, research, whatever. The fact that somebody chooses not to get the vaccine is their choice but the city made a mandate and there's really nothing the nba can do about it it's the law like there is nothing that can really be done by it so you know if Kyrie feels that way if if andrew wiggins who is you know sought an exemption through a medical sorry a religious a religious exemption from it you know in san francisco they have a very similar one i guess to new york city um and he might not be eligible to play if that's what they want to do, that's fine. But there are consequences with that. And I'm sorry, not everybody has to bend over backwards to accommodate you in a way that's unreasonable. And to me, that's unreasonable. So, so you know, what it seems like the two of the high-level players that's really going to be affected a lot are, like you said, Wiggins and um, Kyrie, right? Because the, with the coast they play on, it seems like. Yeah. Like, yep. oh, Beal's going to, I mean, Beal's going to be affected, but he may not be to the same point because I think he'll be, he'll still be able to play most of his home games. I believe. Right. He'll pro- yeah. I think yeah. he'll be fine for his home games, but he couldn't play in like like he can't New play York. the Knicks. Yeah. You okay. can't play the Nets there. You can't play Golden State. I mean, we don't know if other you know uh, localities are going to do something similar. You know, Boston could do something similar. It's you know pretty liberal. So yeah, they're definitely going yeah. to as time goes on. All these states and all these teams are going to have certain mandates to play. I'm pretty confident in that. It's so interesting because they can't, you know, the Nets really want to trade Kyrie right now. I don't blame them, but KD won't let them. So that's the problem. So that's a very interesting thing as to what's going to happen. I mean, if Kyrie, KD, and fucking Durant, Kyrie, KD, and Kyrie can play together, I feel like that's a championship squad. But I just think with all the different nuances between injuries, the COVID conspiracies, they're never going to be on the court long enough to make an impact. <laughs> so at this point, you might as well make a move and get rid of one of them. And I feel like that one is Kyrie. Absolutely. Because at, I, at this, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Nah, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, because what the thing is, I mean, at this point, you're never going to have him if he if he doesn't get the vaccine right. He can't play the home games. So that's even though I mean, it doesn't the regular season? Okay, well, we'll see what seed they get because of that. But then even in the playoffs, you're not going to have him for the home playoff games. So you would never win a championship. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Never. Never. You know, and honestly, I personally don't fuck with Kyrie because how he moved when he was with the Celtics. 
I, I just never got over that shit. I wasn't feeling him as a Celtic. I feel like he took Tatum and Brown and kind of hindered their fucking growth, personally. Because he came in and everyone wanted to kind of let Kyrie be the leader, but when in reality, Tatum should have been the leader. It was Tatum. Yep. Let Tatum run with it. Kyrie, you can be that cat to do what you do. Jalen was coming up, and we'll see what we got. Instead, Kyrie kind of tried to take over when he played, if he wasn't hurt, on some bullshit, and it hindered everybody. So, I'll never really fuck with Kyrie. I don't Kyrie yeah, said ahead. that he was going to release, something was going to be released um, in a few days when it came to his... I guess status about um, vaccination and the only thing that I'm hoping is that it is the Nets that are doing the releasing in the next few days <laughs> because <laughs> I cannot stand that dude <laughs> for so many reasons um, both on the court and off the court and you know I'm not gonna belabor um, you know what's already been said but as I've said before, your best ability is availability, and I am increasingly of the belief that Kyrie cares way less about playing basketball and cares way more about being seen as a mystery wrapped in an enigma that somehow <laughs> has some superficial wisdom that nobody else in the world has, and yeah. I think that is what he really actually cares about. Yo, facts. I mean, so. I, I don't like him as a but like as a, I mean, his his skills are amazing, you know. But I he mean, got handle, he got handle. He can do everything, shoot. though, man. There's nothing he can't do. Personally. He also has incredible mental gymnastics. When no, that's what I don't a like. A lot of things. <laughs> you know, when he when he comes to the game, you know, holding his ancestor stick and all kind of bullshit. Yeah, I don't like that stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. He is nasty. Listen, you're right. I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. I mean, he's obviously, I mean, watching him play, he's otherworldly. But yeah, when he's focused, when he actually wants to play. Yeah, which is kind of my point. He yeah. seems more interested in building his persona as being like, you know, uh, I don't know, like A some sort of. Arthur. Yeah, like like he thinks that he's like socially avant-garde or something. And it's like he's the type of he's the type of dude that like you know he he really he really thinks that some of the things that he says are you know are deep and stuff. He doesn't realize that he's just making himself look like an idiot. Yep. Pretty much. Not that smart. But listen, I mean, I think what'll happen is they're gonna trade him eventually. It just has to get to the point where KD gets tired of it. Because right now KD's backing him up. But eventually he'll get tired of it. I mean, if he's not available for games and he's sitting there, at some point KD might look at him sideways. So I mean, maybe that's what they're banking on. Yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen eventually. He's not yeah. a day one or nothing. So I mean, <laughs> eventually that's what happens. So fellas, let me ask you this question straight up. How are we feeling about these anti-vax NBA players? Bradley Beal, Kyrie, there's a few others, but those are like the main headlines. How are we feeling about that? They're not I mean, the vaccine, so keep it real. That's what the point is. I'll say it again. You don't necessarily have to agree with the vaccine. I get that. But when you start using saying stuff like what um, 
Bradley Beal said. My man definitely came out and said, I didn't have any symptoms except I lost my sense of smell. That is literally your nervous system in your brain. That is you being sick. Like, I don't, I couldn't even wrap my head around that. Like, you sound as deep as a puddle. Like, I just, I, I I just couldn't understand that. Like, I, I, I understand you don't want to get it. You don't feel it's necessary because you're you're young, you're in peak, you know, athletic condition. You don't trust it. Whatever, fine, don't take it. But then don't spread misinformation and say ridiculous stuff like you weren't even sick, but you lost your sense of smell. Like that doesn't even make sense. That like that that that, that type of stuff makes no sense. Don't you know go around you know. I mean, you can if you want, but don't if you are gonna do it. Don't don't tell me how you're so deep and you're so smart. Go around liking, you know, posts that are just filled with conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Microchips and the whole nine, right? Yeah. I just it's, don't understand that. Like, I don't understand that mentality. It doesn't make any sense to me. Just don't believe in the vax and you don't want to get it. Fine. Got family who does that. Got friends who do that. That's perfectly fine. But they're also not on this. The world is out to get just you and black people. Like, yeah. There's too many other people have now taken the vaccine for it just to be about just black people. Like, I, I just think that's <laughs> at, at some point when it's that's like 150 real. million people have taken the vaccine, you can't just be like, all right, it's the black people. They're just out to get the 13% of the population that just, that just like, I just, I don't believe that. Skepticism, yeah. completely understand that. But okay. when you take it to that next level, that just doesn't make sense to me. Like, that doesn't make sense to me at all. So that's why. Facts. I got- so I'm like, the white people are taking it, so they ain't trying to kill them. <laughs> so let me jump on and get it. Nah, I get it. I personally don't have it yet. Fellas, I just want to wait. I need more data. Like, they just came out with this shit, what, last year? Yeah. I need to let that shit marinate a little more. Personally speaking, I want to let it marinate, see what's actually the fucking results of people taking the vaccine. What are the repercussions? And then I'll jump on if necessary. I don't just want to get it because the fucking CNN keeps telling me to get it. Because CNN tells me a lot of shit that I don't necessarily go for. So it's like, let me just let that shit breathe. Let me see the repercussions. Let me see what's the ramifications. And then maybe I'll get it. Because I know there are a lot of other vaccines that people get when you're traveling to Africa or other countries. There's certain vaccines you have to get to make sure you don't get certain things. And I'm familiar with that. COVID is very, very new. Even though I've heard recently, COVID is not a new thing. The no. fucking I don't no, know if you know, like the Lysol spray cans that we have, mm. have been saying protects against COVID. Yeah. Like my mom's told me about that shit. So I was like, yeah. okay. And then I look into it. Like I'm reasonable. I've done a lot of research. Like, okay, COVID's not necessarily new, new. This shit's been around. And last all been talking about this shit will protect you against COVID. But it's like, let me just see. But now you have a vaccine where I got to inject myself with some shit. And I'm talking for somebody that does not have the vaccine. I'm keeping it all the way real. I don't have it just yet because I want to see. And I know a lot of people that do have it and a lot of people that don't have it. And I'm just kind of patiently waiting. I've what do you want to see, though? This is my question. Yeah. To that. What, you, what, like, what, what, what more is data? it that you want to see? That's the part what I don't What additional man. data is going to take so, the <laughs> Yeah, what so, is the key yo, piece of data? I'm, so, I'm so glad you asked. Please tell me. 
I'm so glad you asked live on the pod in front of our millions of listeners. We like you, Evan. We don't want you to die. You know what I'm Absolutely. <laughs> and I don't want to die either. I fucking I, 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 yeah, I want to keep that. Brown, brother. I want to yeah. keep recording yeah. for the next few years. I'm with yeah. y'all. Yeah. So I just want to see if motherfuckers are going to start growing toes out their ass in the next two years because of this vaccine that they just created in the last few months because they... My dude, the, the technology for the vaccine has been around for over two decades, like dog. Two decades. That's, well, see, that's, that, that's, see, that is the stuff that I don't like. Like, you cannot like the vaccine and not understand what's in it and be like, nah, I don't want to take that. Fine. But the actual technology for the vaccine has literally what been technology? being developed for like... What technology exactly? The, the RNA stuff. Yeah, the that mRNA all... shit. So yeah. The shit that's going to go to my DNA and tell me, hey, here's the instructions to combat this particular fucking, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call it, this this symptom. Here's the, the instructions to combat it. That's been going on for the last how long? They've been developing this type of technology for over 15 years. Like, that's, that's I mean, that's a fact. Like, I understand, you, you know, it's not been everywhere, but you've never, there's never been a circumstance where the entire world is shut down and they could funnel money into a vaccine without precedent. If they could have done this shit for AIDS and the world shut down for AIDS, they probably could have pumped out a vaccine for AIDS at a reasonable time period. And now look, they're now trying to come up with all these vaccines for AIDS and all this other shit based off of the technology off of this because they were able to pump money, in, money into it. But the actual technology behind it is actually not that is not new. They've I'm literally not been going. When you say technology in a shot, oh it concerns God. me. Real why? shit. Real but shit. Why, but because why? Like why? You know how a vaccine technology works. Technology into wait, 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 wait. Do you know how a vaccine works? What does that mean? Well, no. Yes. But do you know what a, how a vaccine works? That's the vaccine what works. It's gonna and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not a fucking doctor. Vaccines work. Stop. It's gonna take. Stop. Stop. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's exactly why you asked the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> literally, go. my dude, my dude, that is literally why you asked the doctors. I would not go to it. This is this is my problem with the misinformation. Oh, this is it. why you asked the doctors, my dude. But like, the doctors I, work for like the if government. Somebody the tried to call, come to me and be like, yo, the this is... Tells them to say. No, bro. The doctors are going to do whatever is like the new hot shit. Okay, this is what everyone's doing. Let's do that. So then why do you go to the doctor for anything? Why would you go to the hospital for anything? anything. This, this, this is, is my this thing, bro. This is the bro. logical fallacy of this argument right. to me. Like, you, you right. can't say that and be like, I'm going to go to the... Like, if you get COVID, now you're going to go to the emergency room? Nigga, I, right. I had COVID. I had COVID I, one time. Dude, I'm not... No, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. This is the argument, dog. This and is my teas <laughs> and my natural remedies, dude. and I got over this. <laughs> no, I was okay. Evan, I was awesome for you. Awesome for you. Great. Straight up. So you're not going to the hospital for anything, any going to the doctor for anything. Ever. For, and, ever, ever again. Real talk, and this is probably ever a big again. No, it's, it's, no, I ain't been to a doctor in a minute. Okay, ever, now that's just not what I asked. I said ever again. <laughs> ever not what again, you've done bro. the last two years, three years, four years. Ever again. Yeah. I'm not going to say ever again. Then, I might then go what are we doing? At some point. So you will, so if you got cancer or something like that mm-hmm. and you needed some treatment, are you going to go to the doctor eventually? Maybe, maybe not. I might do some. This, this is all that I'm saying. Listen, just, <laughs> just hear me out. Just hear me out on this one point. All I'm saying is there are people in a specialized field that know more than you and me. 
we can do our research, look into the report, do what we need to do. But the basic fact is you should ask multiple professionals within that profession about that. If somebody came to me and tried to tell me about being a lawyer and they're saying I should do X, Y, and Z, I would look at them crazy. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was literally <laughs> trained to do this. You don't know more about this particular subject than me. Now, if I had a debate with another lawyer about a, a, you know, a principle or a policy or a law, that'd be different, right? Mm-hmm. But if what I'm saying is if you don't rely on the profession, the professionals within that profession, it, it just, it, that to me boggles my mind. And then to be like, all right, fact, you don't want to do it, fine, all right. So then why the heck would you go to the hospital? Why would you believe a doctor for anything? And if that's your stance, like I have friends I, that literally- I have not been to a doctor in a long time. I have friends that literally time. have that stance, dog. Like they don't go to yeah. the doctor already. They don't- It's been a while. They don't, they don't, no, I'm not talking well. Like they don't, and they're not like, going to, period. Yeah, like, like there's like not, there's they not, will like, die. Like, they they will can get cancer tomorrow. <laughs> they're not going to the doctor, my dude. Like they're not going. They don't out. eat, they don't eat, you know, any of the stuff that we see. Like they grow their own food. Like yep. grow it. All that's of it. the way to go. A hundred percent. Not not like Hell go yeah. to Wegmans or go to fresh foods and get the, the they or, no, 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 no. They Word. they they grow all of it. Like if yep. that's your stance in life, bad. that's the best I, way to I, go, in my opinion. I, I, no, and that's great. But what I'm saying is you gotta convince five percent of people who don't follow that and then are gonna go to the hospital if they get COVID or they get cancer or they get some serious ailment to say now they now believe in the medical profession. It's like it can't be both. Like that's the part that's bugging out to me. Like you can't for every major thing, it's gonna you're just gonna pick and choose. But then what are you basing that off of? Because you know when you go when you get COVID and you go to the hospital, they give you more experimental shit than that. Way more experimental. Yeah, <laughs> which is why when I got COVID, I ain't go to a fucking hospital. Okay. I My dude, were you sick enough? Like, on. were you? I don't know, Ibn. Like, real talk, were you sick enough where you <laughs> thought you actually needed to go to the hospital? Uh, I had a fever for about a week, but I just, I felt okay. I was just a little tired and drained, okay. to be honest. So that in itself didn't make me feel like I need to go anywhere. Like, all right, I'm going to just take it easy. This shit will run its course. But and that's what not, it did. But didn't you not test positive for it? Didn't you just like think you had it or something? So no, I'm not going to, no, I did not officially test positive but everybody that you was around know? me oh well, sick no, okay nah, my G. everybody, everybody around tech. me okay. had tested positive so okay. there was no way i didn't have yeah. it i did have it yeah. i just by the time i took a test it was negative but that's because i got it out of my system by the time i finally took a test yeah, did you trust the test did i trust the test yep that was I'm admitted not- to you by a medical professional. <laughs> I see where you're going, Chris. That you chose to go get me. It's a fact. I ain't going to respond to that question. I'll just say I never tested positive. Your your oh. response, your non-response is, <laughs> is a still response. a response. <laughs> yeah, Evan, you know what made me laugh though, right? Since you already put yourself out and said that you that you were that you had it, right? I had to laugh when you sent you sent that text like when um Draymond wearing that T-shirt said "fuck it, died in." So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because it was like basically saying if he doesn't want to take the vaccine, fuck it, that if you don't want to take the fuck it, that. So I'm like, how do you feel about that? But that you say, because you I, I personally feel like that shit is extreme. Like my G, I know a couple cats right now as we speak that yeah. have COVID. Then niggas are not about to die. They they can't smell shit or taste shit, well, that but ain't they'll cool. be okay. But they're gonna be okay. 
Like, they're not in the hospital. They're not on ventilators. They can't smell a taste. They have very minor symptoms. They have COVID. Okay. I know some of that possibly. I mean, hold on, I got to jump. I got to jump in here now. That's I got to jump in now. That's a self-fulfilling like that's that's uh, it's not a self-fulfilling prophecy, but it's very close to it. OK, so the fact that it affects that COVID affects people differently <laughs> and that it affected some people, you know, not as severely as other is not a rationale and not a logical one for not getting the vaccine that's like saying for me who who knows he takes care of himself and knows that he stays away from certain shit to put himself in a compromising position and take care of of his health on a daily basis then I, i feel like i don't need to do that shit i need to continue to do what i've done to make sure i'm good that's how i think i'm not saying it's right or wrong I'm just giving you my personal okay. perspective. Evan, if Please you got, on. let me ask this question. If you got yep. sick enough, if you got COVID and you, you know, you, you do everything right and you get sick and you got to get checked into the hospital, it's not like the last time. Uh-huh. You can't breathe this time. Yeah. You going right. to the hospital? If I can't, like. If, you can't breathe. You it's a very simple breathe. question. You cannot breathe. Are you going to the hospital? Yes. If it's dire, like, yo, if, I, okay, there's nothing me, else okay, I can do yeah. from my standpoint, yes, I am. Yes. And if you get put on a ventilator, are you going to be thinking to yourself, damn, I should have gotten the shot? Or are you like, fuck it, this could have happened with the shot too? To be honest, because we're all creatures of the moment, I probably would say, shit, I should have got the vaccine. To be honest, if I'm in that position, I might. But I haven't been in that position to put that into dude if you get that right position now. it's too late that's that's yeah, the whole that's, point that's, that's real that's the that's point real. of the vaccine bro <laughs> but, but that's, and that's all but to bring that's it back if, but that's all if if that happens then this but listen yeah, that's everything listen, listen, that this is that this is, is the bradley like, beal this is the issue this is the bradley beal logic right like his whole point was like it's only it's it's funny that it only reduces your chance of being hospitalized that's that's yep. his criticism of the vaccine. But, that's a, but you can still that's get it and spread the shit. But not, the vaccine yes. is not supposed to be a cure. Just like the flu yeah. vaccine so, is not a cure for the, the flu. Way they, that's the way they push it. That's the way no, it is not. It's it. The purpose not of a vaccine is never to cure, is very it's rarely never, to cure yeah. anything. Right? It, it's just the, like the gun way, control laws. You're yeah, trying to I, control for the frequency of getting it and the severity of getting shot, right? Like, that's the point of yo, gun control laws, right? Yo, You're trying to reduce the frequency of mass shootings, right? Okay. That's the whole point of the laws. It is not going to get rid of them, which is what, what um, you know, gun rights activists like to say is that it's not you know criminals are always going to get guns and there's always going to be mass shootings okay that doesn't mean that you don't attempt to reduce the frequency because reducing the frequency saves lives if you reduce the frequency of hospitalizations Mm -hmm. it's not just helping people that may or may not get covid it's also helping everybody else that has other ailments that need emergency attention and need the hospital yeah i hear all that shit i personally live in new york city right now New York is one of those spots where you need a card to go into anywhere. And I see the commercials on a daily basis. There is not one commercial that tells me you can still get COVID if you get the vaccine. All these commercials I see of like bum ass motherfuckers from New York 
that have the vaccine that they put on the TV. And I'm telling you from experience what I see every fucking day. These motherfuckers are not telling me you can still get COVID. They're telling me get the vaccine because this and this and I feel great. And there's no symptoms and this, this and this. And I feel amazing and go get the vaccine. Nobody is saying on these fucking commercials, get the vaccine. You still might fuck around and get COVID. But you're not gonna be able to go to the. You're not gonna. Have but to you go do to the your hospital. own research, though, right? Ev? But but the way. Yeah, that's what you <laughs> said, right? But yeah. the way they present it. But they're presenting it like, yo, if you get this vaccine, you can now go to the restaurant and go just go do this and this and this. Because and that's the whole point of the vaccine. When everybody was locked down, COVID, you couldn't do anything. Then, but they're not telling me that you can still get fucking COVID. If you get the but vaccine. you do your own research, don't you? Ask you, you if you if you do, oh, I, I absolutely again, do. Listen, I absolutely you, do. I'm talking about did. what the fucking commercials are telling me. The commercials you. are positioning in a way that tell you if you get the vaccine, you are good to go out here and live the New York lifestyle and go to the clubs and do this and this. They're not telling you you can go to the fucking club and you still might get COVID <laughs> because if everything is a soundbite. Literally, you have 30 seconds to try to convince somebody to go get a vaccine. Yeah, you can't go all in. You can't go all in on everything that's going on. But if you, like you said, you don't watch CNN and all, like if you watch CNN or you read the Times or the Post or any of the actual credible sources of news, and I'm not saying CNN is always credible, but I'm talking about others, um, they go into that quite a bit, quite a bit. And if you ask the medical professionals, they will tell you that too. When I went to go get my, my, my shot, they had a whole list out of things the vaccine does and it don't do. And you could have asked any of the professionals there and they would have told you what it does and it doesn't do. So you can still get COVID, but get it so you don't die. Yeah, I mean, listen. Because one, yes, the chances of literally, yes. Less. Yeah. Literally, the chances of getting it are less. Two, you spread it way, way less. And I see a lot of misinformation like, oh, you can still spread it. Yeah, you can still spread it, but not nearly at the rate of somebody who hasn't been vaccinated. And you don't end up nearly as the rate of going into the hospital is way lower. Like you also end up less stuff. dead if you're alive. Yeah, there's that. There's a high percentage. Of that I mean, because honestly, there's levels Yo. to this, right? There's, there's levels. Like you could catch it, like how I got caught it, and I was like near death's door. Or you could have it, like how my son had it, and then you didn't have any symptoms at all. So there's levels. That's the thing. That's why Bill sounded dumb. Like you know, no, yep. Bill sounded well. I'm not going to say he sounded dumb because I don't exactly know exactly what he said to confirm nor deny what he said. He said but he I didn't just, have any symptoms. He just couldn't smell anything. That's what he said. That's not I know a smart a ca- statement. I know, I know a cat that I just talked to the other day that had the exact same shit, and he sounded great when I talked to him. That's great, but that's but you saying you don't have any symptoms, but you can't smell is ridiculous. That's a bad symptom. That shit happens all the time when you got a fucking no, no, bro. Yo, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. I've never before, been sick and lost before, my ability to smell. I've yo, never. And I've had the flu COVID, and many things. No, that's not a normal COVID, thing. Motherfuckers would get a sick, would get a cold, and I can't smell that Not much. for days and weeks and months on end. It's like a couple days, man. Dude, yeah, you get a cold a day, you can't a something days. from the time you have a cold. My stepson couldn't smell for like four months. It was crazy. Yeah, that's that's wow. so, yeah, happy. <laughs> Come on, man. That's, that's not the wild. same, Evan. Like, that's not the same. No, I, I agree. And I'm not saying it isn't. Like, four months without being able to smell, that would scare the shit out of me. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. I think like, real talk, bad. if I could that smell terrifying. Face, I would be fucking, I would be panicking like shit. I'd be worse scared like, taste, Real talk. The tasting is worse. Oh, boy. Real talk. Yep. All of that shit. All that, like, that's real. I'm not crazy. Like, I'm not 
like yeah I'm being real if I couldn't smell a taste I would not feel be feeling comfortable because what, what Bill was saying, like it sounds crazy just because, okay, or oh, they, they're not telling people they can't, um, that they won't still get it. But okay, my rule, I mean, no one wants to get it, but if you get it and the symptoms is mild, that's a lot better than getting and being near death's door, obviously. So it's like, so it's, why not inject this shit into my system that who knows what's going to happen 10 years from now when those motherfucking commercials come on? Hey, if you took the COVID vaccine five years ago, you may be eligible for the blah, Man, they can come out with that for a little while. We that shit. We hear that shit Like, come on. They can come out with that. Well, they ain't coming out. You're right. They're not coming out with that because you can't sue these people anyway. all the fucking time. No doubt. No doubt, Paul. No doubt, Paul. We probably won't be able to sue them. Nah, you can't. We've all seen the commercials that say, if you've done this or that, This goes back to my original argument. If you are a person that doesn't put anything into your body ever then i would understand that argument but if you're a person that literally will drink any type of beer from any other place put random food in from anywhere they could find that sriracha is out here killing people left and right in 10 years because people have been on a sriracha binge for the last baby powder all kind of i mean baby powder was a thing i mean gerbers you can't use that for babies like there's so many things that fall into that category that there could be a commercial for like i get that i I completely understand and respect that concern, but I'm trying to make it to the 10 years. And if I got to get pricked for that for a second, I'm doing it. Now, if you don't want to get pricked, that's fine. But I don't feel necessarily bad for you if, if people are banned from certain places. I don't. I'm not. No, I don't feel bad so, for you at all. You know what I you take from this? Choice, I take is. from this is that Ibn wants to sit back and laugh if we grow hand out our ass. Other ways no, so. I don't. Yo, real talk. <laughs> I, see like this, I told you. Yo, no, nah, real shit. I don't want that. Yo, nah, to be you. super real, my yeah. mom's got it, my pops okay. got it, my brother with cancer got it, my sister-in-law oh, got it, my girl just got it. Like, and everybody that got it in my circle, I hope and pray that shit all is legit and there's no type of repercussions at the end. Like, I don't want to see none of that shit. Like, once you get it, you get it. So I hope the shit works out well. I personally have not taken that step and I'm not gonna lie like we've had a very interesting combo tonight I've been like I've, I've heard more recently about okay COVID is not super new like COVID has actually been around for years yeah. and these Lysol bottles have been saying they're protecting against COVID a lot of these vaccines COVID or coronavirus there's different strains though because yes. coronavirus, coronavirus is not new is yeah. COVID, coronavirus. COVID is a is a is a strain of coronavirus coronavirus so, yeah. so coronavirus to be specific yeah the flu is like, a coronavirus yeah but I didn't, yeah, about to, I didn't like SARS SARS was a coronavirus yep. like I've done the research yep. like I've gotten new information recently and have done the research like oh shit I didn't know SARS was like a coronavirus I didn't know that shit but recently so the I flu. looked it up absolutely all that shit so i get it and i'm leaning eventually i'll probably get the fucking vaccine but right now where i'm at i have not gotten it and i'm comfortable in not getting it because of the way i protect myself if i if you're new and i ain't never been around you i got my mask up i'm sanitizing every time i go out like i don't i'm not one of the motherfuckers that act like covid isn't a thing i'm very particular about how i move I just haven't gotten the vaccine, but I'm very much so staying protective of myself, my shorty, like whoever's in my circle. I make sure, like, yo, sanitize up, mask up. We around people. That's just what I do. I just haven't gotten the vaccine yet. 
That's and I'm critique. still not, and I'm not about to get it tomorrow because of this conversation. Like I still need to wait a little bit more, regardless of you know who thinks what. But see, but that's ahead, why Chris. it should be you, like as the face of the NBA and the unvaccinated, <laughs> and not Kyrie Irving or Bradley Beal, <laughs> who I'm ashamed yep. to say is a product of the University of Florida. Um, <laughs> but that is that is the thing, and that's kind of like my issue with. You know, when we talked about Cam Newton, if you are not going to get vaccinated, cool. You need to follow through 100% with everything you need to do to help your team. And if you don't, then you are the epitome of selfishness because there is a very simple solution that you are choosing not to take, despite the fact that you may have decided to only eat nightshades or (laughs) you may have decided that you wanted to go to Germany to get some platelets put in your knee but you won't take a vaccine, right? So if you are going Word. to be that way, you've got to go out, you've got to commit, like you have committed, right? Yep. yep. Nobody, the problem is that the people that that um, subscribe to your belief about the vaccine do not commit. That is the problem. Facts. And I yeah, I have no argument against that, because that's real. That's real, and I've seen mm. that. I've you seen know, people be out here very reckless, <laughs> and I distance myself. From <laughs> Socially, dissociously. <laughs> I will. Socially. I'll, I'll, admit, I'll admit something though, right? You no, know, when it comes to me, I, I took the vaccine and everything. I'm like, I was like, whatever about it, you know. But now, now it's coming up to where my son can get it, and I'll admit, like, I'm gonna give it, get, have have him get it. But I'll admit, it's, it's more trepidation with that because, like, you know, it's your kids. Like, with you, it's like, you know, you care yeah, about yourself, but it's just different, though, you know. I feel mm-hmm. you feel you Paul and I feel the same way um the way that I kind of feel is like kind of like how I felt about myself they'll get it but they ain't gonna be first in line no doubt and yo this is this this is the type of conversation that's gonna continue to go on because of the environment and the times we're living in. And I'm loving that we was able to have that convo on the pod and have those difference in opinions and, and talk through the shit. Yes. Like I seem to be the outlier in this particular circle, and that's cool. I'll be that. I love that shit. But I like that we was able to talk about that shit amicably and, and hear each other's differences. Right. Yes. And that's what work, you know. We don't hate each other. See people. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's Absolutely, you can not agree on something and still be cool. It's amazing and how that works, and still be cool. And we're still gonna be right back at it next week. You know, that's yes. what we do. And speaking of that, I want to make sure everybody is following us out here on Instagram. If you got thoughts about the vaccine, are you vaxxed? Are you not vaxxed? Right now in the world, there's you're a vaxxer or you're a non-vaxxer. Which which side are you on? We would love to hear about that shit. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Ballin underscore is underscore a underscore podcast. That's the official IG. Hit us up. Let us know where you stand. And we want to know what's up. Come talk to us. Outside of that, man, that's that's it. That's all, folks. We came, we saw, we conquered. We out. Peace. Peace.